You are listening to the Thriving Empire podcast with Stephanie Holland, episode five. Welcome to the Thriving Empire podcast, where it's all about minimizing the pain, drama, and burnout of starting up so you can launch your ideas with more passion, purpose, and vision. I'm your host, strategist, traveler, and coconut macaroon addict, Stephanie Holland. So let's get started. Well, hello there. What's happening today in your world? (laughs) I just came from the beach and it's really effing hot today. Super hot, not normal hot at all, but the kind of sweat trickling between your boobs kind of hot. It's so hot. I have to do my workouts before 7am at the moment because after 7, already the sun is fierce. And it's winter here in Oaxaca, Mexico. But anyway, we do what we need to do to get the results that we want, right? And for me, that is a beautiful, fit, strong body. So one of the reasons I'm so glad I've created more freedom in my life is that I get to invest time in my health in general and my body in particular, whether it's workouts in the morning or my sunset stretch, or swimming in the sea, I've got the time and location freedom for those things. I mean, you know, to swim in the sea, you've got to live near the ocean, right? And there's nothing like a good ocean swim to cleanse your mind and body. So I love jumping in when I feel like it. Now, that's the kind of freedom that I really believe is worth creating for ourselves. The kind of freedom that enables us to do those really basic everyday things that help us thrive and just just make us feel really happy. So what would you say if I told you that to have more freedom, all you need to do is simply schedule it in your calendar? Now, mull on that for a few moments while I ask you another slightly bigger question. What does freedom mean to you? Now, I first asked myself this question 12 years ago. I was strategy director at a small media agency in Sydney, Australia. And for six years prior to that, I had dreamed of returning to Australia I had been there traveling and had fallen in love with it, and I dreamed of returning and landing a well-paid role. So this role, this job, was a dream absolutely manifest. But, you know, first I spent six months on the way in South America traveling on my way over from London. And that gave me a flavor of something completely new. Now, at that point, look, I was no stranger to traveling and living abroad. I grew up as an expat living in five countries before I was even 11. So I knew there were other ways to live. So from ski school instead of phys ed or PE classes. And oh my gosh, you're going to, I was really worried about whether to share this next thing with you, but (laughs) we actually had horse meat sandwiches instead of ham sandwiches in Norway. Um, until my mom realized what she was buying and yeah, they eat horse meat there, which was totally new for us. And yeah, she thought she was buying ham. And anyway, we started eating ham sandwiches after that. We were horrified. Um, but then there was also, we lived in Holland and there were chocolate letters, um, literally a letter, the shape, you know, the beginning of your name. So my name's Stephanie. I used to get a giant chocolate S on St. Nicholas day, the 5th of December. And ice skating on the canals every day in winter was really normal. You know, so Norway and the Netherlands and Scotland and England and Texas, I already had a pretty pretty good reference point for the variety and diversity that life and different countries had to offer. But backpacking for six months in South America offered the kind of simplicity that I'd never considered before. Really, I got into simple pleasures, just flowing with your plans, flowing with your time, flowing with your new relationships, flowing with these new cultural rhythms. It was a real slowing down, and that's what I mean by simple pleasures. 
There was suddenly so much more time, more space. There was less planning, more being, really just being, just sitting, just watching, observing, and absorbing. And now I'm not one of those people who ever has had an itinerary. Um, I'm a planner, which is really strange that I don't have an itinerary when I'm traveling because, you know, in my work mode, in the corporate world, I was a strategic planner. In my life in general, I'm a strategic planner. But when I'm traveling, I am free as a bird. I book one-way flights and I see where I get to on the other end. You know, and I'd rather stay in a town for three weeks than try to do a whistle-stop tour of a whole country or continent in the same amount of time, which is really strange when people tell me they did Europe in three weeks. And I think, wow, you did nothing. <laughs> you couldn't have done anything. Um, and I'd rather find a, find a spot at an outdoor cafe and watch the world go by to get a feeling for the cultural rhythm of a place than do, you know, a guided bus or afternoon walking tour or something. So I basically get to a place and decide, um, day by day, how long I'm going to stay. And so that six months was pure, unadulterated freedom. There were no schedules, no timetables, no shoes, no to-dos, nothing, nada. So after a few weeks at my new role in Sydney, so this was back in 2007, I started to feel this real sense of restlessness that I couldn't quite put my finger on. You know, I lived in Cape Blanchett's neighborhood in, called Woolara. I had an incredible sex and the city apartment. I was earning a very nice six figures, which at 29 seemed like a lot of money. And although they were my 20-something goals, I realized very quickly that the price of those results, the price of achieving those goals was too high. It was, you know, the cost of it was 45 hours a week spent working with clients that didn't light me up and doing work that felt draining and wrong. And what's more, I still tasted the freedom that I discovered on the road. It was this lingering sense of excitement and pleasure and joy, this sense of expansion. And that feeling wasn't something that a six-figure corporate salary could ever by me. And suddenly, also, I had digestive problems, which I found out later was because literally I couldn't digest my life anymore. So after six, uh, sorry, it was eight months. After eight months, I quit that role and followed the first breadcrumb, which was studying aromatherapy in New Zealand. It was a one year full time course, went really, really into detail about aromatherapy and essential oils for um, clinical practice. And that is what I call a power move. And that was what kind of shifted me or catapulted me into a next level freedom, a sense of next level freedom. And that's when I learned that freedom for me is the feeling I get when I make empowered decisions in my life, in my work, and in my relationships. It's that feeling of liberation and expansion I get when I make a slightly scary move, a power move. It's the feeling of yes, when I've just jumped off the cliff and landed on my two feet and I'm ready for the next few bold steps in new territory. And the most obvious analogy for that is skydiving. That real terror of jumping out the plane, but you do it anyway. And you land on your two feet on the beach or wherever you're landing and you're totally fine and you feel like a brand new person. And those first few steps after your skydive is, are just phenomenal. And that is like taking a power move. So my lovely friend, I want to ask you today, what is freedom to you? And I want you to really, really think about this question. If you were absolutely free, what would you be doing right now? 
How would you be spending your time? What decisions would you be making? What would you be creating? What power move would you make? These are big questions, right? So I invite you to start thinking about what next level freedom looks like to you in your life and also how it would enable you to create exactly what you want to create. But in the meantime, while you spend the next few hours, days, or even months pondering what freedom means to you, and I really encourage you to take this incredibly seriously, this question, there's also a great little trick I want to teach you that I teach all my clients to literally schedule more freedom into their lives right now. I'm going to share that with you right now. And that is simply this. Look at how you spend your time every day. Like think of it like, you know, when someone asks you to write a food diary, like uh, exactly what you've eaten during that day, just write down at the end of each day exactly how you spent your time so that you can start paying attention to where your time goes. And then decide which activities serve you and help you achieve your goals and which ones don't. Decide which ones energize you and which ones drain you. Decide which ones give you time and energy and which take it away. And then delete those things that drain you and steal your time. Like how much time you spend with people who drain your energy, draining friends, draining family, you know, checking your phone, spending time on Facebook or social media when you don't need to. And instead, schedule, literally reapportion your time for exactly what you want to do and exactly how you want to spend it. Literally, you can start scheduling more freedom in your life by planning ahead, a week ahead, exactly how you want to spend your time based on the results you want to create. So of course, you're going to take into account your obligations. You're going to schedule your obligations first, okay? Like your day job or the business that you're already running, or taking your kids to school. And then you're going to schedule your freedom life. So, you know, doing uh, what you want to do that makes you feel good. And then you're going to schedule your freedom business. And that is the time that you spend on your ideas, on your projects, on the things you want to launch and offer the world. Now, this isn't an easy task. You really do have to have an acute awareness around where you're spending your time, what you're spending your time doing. You have to know what checking your phone five times an hour is costing you in time. You have to know how much time you're spending feeling self-doubt and how that's hijacking your headspace instead of writing your book, for example. Now, interestingly, back in January, a client confided how much of her day she felt distracted by self-doubt, and she really just wasn't getting anything done at all. So I said to her, look, schedule 30 minutes in your diary daily to indulge in self-doubt. That's like your self-doubt half hour where you get to indulge in feeling, oh my God, this self-doubt, I can't do it. I'll never do it. I'll never be able to achieve this. I'm useless. I can't do it. And she replied to me, what? I don't want to spend 30 minutes in self-doubt. And I said, yes, but currently you're spending your whole day in self-doubt. And she replied, wow, my gosh, you're so right. And that was really an amazing epiphany for her. And so I share this with you, not so that you can delete your thoughts, like delete you're thinking about self-doubt because, you know, you can't delete them. You just have to bring awareness to them, um, feel them, manage them, and move on regardless. And then also, you have to know how much time you're spending learning. And this is what my, ca- my coach calls passive action. 
rather than taking massive action, which is creating outputs that generate results. And that's what we covered in episode four. So head back to that episode if you haven't heard it yet. So if you're addicted to opt-ins and courses and freebies and worksheets, then bite the bullet and start taking massive action on your business instead. And then once you've all you've done all these things, you can just begin to reschedule your days in a way that will help you generate the results you want to create, including how much freedom you want to have in your day, you know, which could simply be more space and time to rest, reflect, meditate or exercise or be CEO and to work on your business rather than as the employee in your business. Or maybe it's just space to dream, envision, make and create or just sit in hammock with your book. Now you get to decide what you do with this freedom. All you need to do is schedule it in your diary. The only question is, will you give yourself permission to do that? So we went deep today. That's my first deep, deep episode. Now, if you have the season one um, podcast study pack, you can crack open worksheet 1.4 and I'll take you through a really detailed exercise for scheduling more freedom in your life and work that I call your startup calendar. It's a very simple step-by-step method for protecting what matters most to you. And some of my clients say it's the most transformational exercise that we do together. And if you don't have the study pack yet, head over to this episode's notes at stephanieholland.co forward slash five and use the code podcast to get 50% off the study pack. You're going to get the digital copy of the book, The Freedom Philosophy, that inspired this whole series. You'll get the workbook with a worksheet for each podcast episode, the audiobook so you can listen on the go, and a ton of other resources, templates, and video lessons that I don't sell anywhere else. And if you're listening on iTunes, I have a huge favor to ask if you're enjoying the show so far would you leave a review for me please that would be so amazing so i will see you next time have a beautiful day bye